fact, I'm joined uh, by Head of Trading at uh, Merit Securities, and that's Pinda Mangoloti. Pinda, good evening to you, Mklegazi. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Lung. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Pinda, let's start off here. Uh, Sibanye uh, saying there that the gold production numbers are set to plummet here on the back of this uh, ongoing strike, but uh, we uh, also anticipate that it's probably going to have some contagion and uh, also affect uh, the platinum sector, where we heard the Minerals Council coming out today and saying that all manner of, fa- of uh, issues and factors here, uh, strikes, of course, being uh, one of the main ones, are set to uh, place 90,000 jobs on the line. Uh, seemingly some tough times here, not only for Sibanye, but the mining sector as a whole? Yeah, that's correct. Um, in fact, I think uh, from the uh, Mining Council point of view, um, I think they came out last week with regards to, uh, I think they were taking the the new um, mining sector into review. Uh, so that's the other thing. Uh, but in, in terms of Sibanye and, uh, um, you know, the contagion, uh, that I don't think it's going to be avoidable. Uh, I mean, like Sibanye currently, um, there's uh, there's numbers being sort of put on the table. Um, what between three thousand and fourteen thousand jobs that could potentially be lost, uh, and this will probably be post the measure of uh, um, of uh, of London, uh, if that does go um, ahead as well, because they did extend that um, that extension to thirty June. Uh, versus um, February this year, but yeah, um, look, 36 percent down in terms of uh, in terms of gold production, uh, to about 104,000 ounces. Um, look, it's not terribly bad because if you look at what the company had sort of like set aside in terms of what they think would be the outcome of the gold production during the striking season. I mean, this 104,000 ounces is about 90 percent of what they had set aside all the or what they had guided the market um, to look out for. Mm. And, and you know, when we take a look at this, uh, you know, we caught up with uh, Joseph Matunjwa last week from uh, from the AMCU, and uh, he made it very clear to us that they're going to be digging in their heels and that uh, unless, uh, uh, you know, where the demands are met, uh, nothing is going to change on this front. And it's, it's starting to seem to me to be, I guess, uh, a war of two personalities here, one being Neil Froneman from Sabanye and, of course, uh, Joseph Matunjwa from AMCU. What is it really that the government can do to intervene here, uh, as you would have heard in that clip there with Cyril Ramaphosa? Um, that's a good question. Um, in fact, from where I'm, I'm standing, um, I don't think much they can do. However, the latest developments are that um, the, the, an independent verification um, undertaken by Sibani has, in fact, proven that um, AMCO is the minority uh, in terms of the, uh, of the unions uh, within their minds, uh, which then basically would mean that the, the, the agreements that were signed with other, um, let's call them competing uh, unions last year, will then be extended to AMCO as well. However, as we have seen in the past, um, and even now, AMCO has gone ahead and um, so like set up a challenge out of that particular of verification that judgment, yeah, saying, yeah, mm. saying that the company um, or the, the, the process that was followed by the company was not fair. Mm. Mm. Pinda, we also know that uh, Neil Froneman has approached uh, the uh, uh, courts here to uh, declare the ongoing strike as an unprotected strike. Uh, what is that going to mean, certainly, for how the strike has unfolded and, of course, the protection uh, that uh, many of the workers who are involved in it have uh, received thus far? Um, if if, um, if Neil Foreman, um does succeed in declaring this strike, which as we speak is currently a protected strike, if it then declared unprotected strike, then unfortunately it's going to mean for um, the employees or the workers that are on strike currently, they would, have, they would either have to go back to work 
all right, or face consequences of such. So it's really not going to be good for them. All right, um, as I said, like in terms of uh, in terms of re- resolution, all right, it seems as if it's closer. All right, given this, uh, given this, uh, what you call. Um, uh, what this uh, this verification? Right. However, as I've said, with Amku challenging that, then we could sort of still be talking about this in the weeks to come as well. Mm-hmm. And the last one from my end, uh, Pilar, I'd love to hear from you what you make of Rio Tinto uh, coming in here saying they're going to be investing a further 6.5 billion rand in South Africa. What is the nature of this investment? And uh, more importantly, uh, when we look at that 6.5 billion rand number, what does it translate to into uh, jobs? Um, I, I guess uh, I mean, if one reads that particular headline, uh, you you can't help but smile. I mean, you you know that last year we had a huge drive in terms of um, attracting um, foreign investment and mm. also trying to get uh, local businesses to you know to to deploy capital right, into the economy. I mean, if you exclude Anglo's last year, which committed I think north of uh, eighty or seventy billion rands. Uh, into the economy, we haven't seen uh, such headlines. Uh, which is this is actually good for the mining sector uh, in the economy. Uh, and also, if you look at this particular um, investment, um, we Rio Tinto um, they're putting in the six and a half billion we just mentioned now um, into their Richard Bay uh, mineral sands um, investments. Um, this basically to extend the the, the 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 mine life for another three decades. Mm. Uh, if you consider that. Um, Tinto has been mining uh, in uh, Richards Bay for the past 40 years. So basically, that's that's very good. That is very very good. Uh, and also, I mean, given the the asset itself, it's not just a dormant asset. Uh, um, it's an asset where Rio Tinto owns about 74 percent. Um, BE partner and the surrounding community own about 24 percent and then two percent, which is which lies in the employee share scheme. So basically, yeah. a lot of people are still going to benefit out of this. Right. And uh, we, uh, as I said, I mean, from, from where I'm sitting, it's definitely a positive headline uh, for the SA mining, uh, given that most of, uh, most of the mining companies locally anyway, they either shelving their, their projects uh, or they even cutting their capex. Mm. Uh, so with Rio Tinto putting a further $6.5 billion into this particular asset, uh, then it just gives a, a vote of confidence right, for, for yeah. the SA mining um, going forward. Pinda, Masishi Abom Danam Kuba, thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening. Uh, that there's-